Well, guys, uh, after this last loss, it's probably a little bit less likely that we go bowling with the football team. But the bowling team is, you know, really cleaning up lately. Uh, you, guys, you guys familiar with Grease 2? I'm not, I am not familiar with Grease 2, no. I would love to play the audio from a track, but I don't want us to get copyrighted. Our opening <laughs> song is The Beatles. <laughs> I'm surprised well, yeah, we haven't know. been sued to oblivion yet. Yeah, you know what? It'd be hysterical to get a... Uh, flagged for a, a song from a critically maligned Grease 2 and not for the Beatles. Well, that's actually yeah. it. We never actually hated on the Beatles. You're hating on Grease 2. Now they will sue us. In fairness, I'm not <laughs> hating on them. I love Grease 2. Yeah, the Bulldog bowling team here um, started out by sweeping two different tournaments, both played in Fort Worth and one called the SWIBC1 and then the SWIBC2. Does the two come from Grease 2? Yes, uh, definitely an homage there to Greece too. But um, <laughs> I mean, suffice it to say, the Bulldogs really dominated um, this whole tournament. They won both days, and Ali Leendecker claimed tournament MVP with um, a two sixteen point eight average on day one, and then a two twenty nine average on day two. So pretty freaking good. Too rock, too roll, too bop, too bold. <laughs> This would be a lot funnier if if Nathan or I knew the knew the lyrics. <laughs> well, you <laughs> to just a heard. song from Greece too. You yeah. just heard some. Well, yeah, actually, Tech won um, day two by six total pins over two lane. Um, so that's and they a, used a little one closer. Lane. They used one lane to do it. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a really, really, uh, really, really poor showing on my part. Uh, absence. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm trying my best, guys. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. Matt. And tech did it again. They <laughs> dug themselves a hole that they just <laughs> they, couldn't get out of. Yeah, they uh, they certainly they did. They, um, they fucking lost. Yeah, they lost 35 to 28 to Western Kentucky um, on Thursday night after being down 35 7. So there's something, but uh, I'm tired of there being like a moral victory. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm fed up with that. And I want uh, the team to stop starting so badly that we need a moral victory at the end because we fought back. Well, it seems like Cumbie feels the same way. He had a quote along those lines post game. And he, he got some hate for that quote. I don't have it in front of me, for but who? something about how hate we, we have to. The quote was something along the lines of we have to stop thinking about starting games this way and, and get into it faster. And yes, it's coach speak. People get upset at coach speak whenever it's not. Well, hold on a second. When you say heat, what like heat for not being more honest or heat for being honest? Heat for saying the obvious in a way that makes it sound like he didn't know what he was doing beforehand, I think was oh, the idea. Um, yeah, bas- basically the quote was something along the lines of like, we have to shift into the mentality that we belong in these games and like we need to start faster or whatever. And it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, don't give up fucking 35 points in the first half. Like, and it, yeah, right. Don't give up one- two long touchdowns back to back in the first quarter. Right. Like, well, I, 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 I don't I know, man. See- it's not hard. I could. Well, it is hard. But the. uh <laughs> The game of football is hard. Why don't you clean up and yeah, let's go see how you do? That's hey, I would definitely give up an eighty-yard touchdown. You are absolutely I correct. To, I would love to see Evan as a starting uh, defensive back, one-on-one. Oh god, with WKU's <laughs> top receiver. 
<laughs> Malachi Corley just runs through me and I, I poof into dust like the fucking. Just turns into a force ghost. <laughs> just like it's like just gets obliterated. But yeah, uh, I'm not does that count as twelve it. men if you have force ghost on the field? If you have force, it depends on if he's seen or not. Okay, but the uh, as far as the comments that can be made, and then let's retread back onto the game. I get where the complaining would come from from some people like. Wow, this is re- this really comes off as like tone deaf. Like, is he saying that he hasn't recognized this earlier? Blah blah blah. Or maybe it, uh, to me, it sounds like frustration. It sounds like he has preached this, and uh, the players just aren't responding the way they need to. But we don't really need to delve into that. We need to delve into the game and see why those comments had to be made in the first place. Yeah, one last thing to say about this overall as a trend for the Bulldogs on the year. Uh, Matt Bellinson, who's one of the Tech Beat reporters. Uh, or yeah, he's the rest of the leader. leader. Um, yeah. He tweeted out a little graphic or a little text blurb. In Tech's four losses, they were outscored 96 to 28 in the first half, but they outscored <laughs> the opponents 65 to 45 in the second half. Went on to talk about yards, rushing yards, passing yards, things like that. Uh, but the, the sentiment here is clear. And if you look at just the four losses, yes, this is a second half team, but that means they're just completely missing yeah, in the first half. Badly. Badly. Yeah. And, uh, man, I know that uh, some people have made comments that last year, uh, when you make comments like, oh, there's a good team in there, or this team's better than it actually is on on paper, and we're not as bad as our record indicates, I, I don't really like talk like that. It's just hard not to feel that way, because Tech played pretty well against Nebraska, a dog shit team, in fairness, but still, on the road, and then they came out with a, with fire in the second half against WKU ultimately lost, you know, they had a chance to tie it. So what, what the fuck? I think that there's a good team inside this team. Like there's a good team inside most teams in the same way. There was a good person inside Ebenezer Scrooge. We just need three Christmas ghosts to wake us up and make us play better. Uh, so and, we have to give up three touchdowns uh-huh. or more to be able to play better. Is that what you're saying, Nathan? Yeah. Okay. Apparently that's it. I mean, as far as this game goes, right, we're talking about it. We go up 7 nothing. Second play from scrimmage is an interception for Western Kentucky. So we go down, score a touchdown on four Tyree Shelton runs and an incomplete pass. Um, so it was pretty clear what our game plan needed to be, right? Kind of run the football on a team that's bad at defending the run. Then pretty much everything in, in the rest of the first half went terribly, it seems like it to me. Um, nothing good a two play 75 yard touchdown where i don't know which defender had the tackle at the boundary but malachi corley just said i'm not being tackled by you bitch and ran 70 (laughs) yards after breaking the tackle on the sideline you know then immediately uh, a couple punts and a and a turnover on downs for tech and there's another two yard or two play uh touchdown drive 80 yards two plays for Western. So it's just like these big busted plays. It's like, are we even ready to be on the field? You know? And then we throw an interception, which was on a third and one. It was one of these like quick slant, fake the handoff, pass the ball very quickly, get out of your hands. It was the receiver was covered, but Jack Turner waited a few seconds, then put the ball up anyway, where it could be intercepted, giving Western Kentucky a short field. They only had 16 yards to score. So that was another three play drive. So the story here is, and if you look at the way Tech's played the last three years, one of the big things that sticks out is you don't have a go-to quarterback guy. You don't have a you don't have the guy playing the quarterback role. Obviously, Jack Turner ain't the guy, but is Hank just done? I mean, he's yeah, suited can, up. <laughs> let's let's get through this first half of it because we yeah, got a, I got do. a lot. Yeah, I got yeah, a okay, lot to good, talk good. about. Good. Yeah. Let's go. Unlike Tech's uh, offense. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so basically Tech's offense doesn't do anything. Uh, they go eight plays, 14 yards on their next drive. And Western responds with, hey, at least we held him to six plays, 86 yards this time, but still a 48-yard touchdown pass to Malachi Corley. Um, the one guy on their offense that we pretty much all knew we had to watch out for. Teams trade punts back and forth, and Western goes on an actually long drive and uh, and scores a 29-yard pass to Malachi Corley this time. So, you know, at least a little bit more respectable, but 14 plays, 88 yards. Oof to take a 35-7 to lead, and then the sort of icing on the cake, Tech misses a field goal sort of at the half, right? So Yeah, and just in that first half, here are the scoring plays, and we, we kind of went over them a yeah. second ago, but just to put them all together, you have yeah. a 70-yard reception by Malachi Corley, you have a 56-yard run by Marquise Stepp, you have the one-yard touchdown run, which this was after the interception off Jack Turner, so they had a short field. They didn't have 50 yards yeah. to go for this one. Then you have a 48-yard reception by Malachi Corley and a 29-yard reception by Malachi Corley Corley, to make it 35-7 at half. And yeah, this defense just had no answer for the Hilltoppers. Yeah. And so the second half, obviously, Western Kentucky does not score a point. I think I saw they gained about 70 yards of total offense and had one first down, which was a penalty. So my question is, what the fuck? I mean, that's my, <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, like, yeah. how, how are you giving up 350 fucking yards in the first half, Bad. giving up four long touchdowns, or I guess one's a 29 yarder. So that's not technically that long, but three like busted ass play touchdowns and one medium range and then a one yarder. Like, how are you giving up those big plays? And then at halftime, you're making adjustments and you just stop giving up anything at all. Like, how does that happen? And well, I get Western maybe takes their foot off the gas a little bit. I think they, do a, I think I they do a lot I, of it. I, I think that's I a lot part of this. I don't, buy, I don't buy that. So like the Manning brothers on their, uh, you know, their ESPN shit they do for Monday Night Football or whatever it is. They made a comment one time. Someone said, uh, it's incredible how teams can make huge adjustments at halftime. And Peyton Manning said, people don't understand that at halftime, we don't talk. We go in, might maybe take a shower, eat an orange and just go right back out. Like uh, there's no talk. Like the coaches aren't gathering, coming up with a new plan necessarily. They might trade some notes, and but no, I I don't really buy. So two things: I don't really buy that Tech made these huge adjustments. Uh, I mean, they did, but I, I'm not buying that WKU really let off the gas. I don't think letting off the gas is a thing uh, at at the start of the third quarter. If it was 35 to seven in the fourth quarter, maybe uh, because you can't you can't let off the gas so much that you let Tech all the way back into the game where they could have conceivably yeah. tied it. What? Well, I think Obviously, it was letting off the gas, and then they were so far out of it that they couldn't get going again. Sure. Which is what I think happened here, is just, that they went, we're up 35-7. to 7. They know this going in the locker room. They're sitting around eating orange slices. Come back yes. out. Um, Tech goes three and out and punts. And then Western Kentucky, that's where I think they get their one first, draw, first down, and that's on the punt. They go three and out. Uh, there's a personal foul, uh, Kobe Duru, and then they go three and out again, practically. So I – yeah. Yeah, I mean they're still they're still passing the ball. I'm looking at the play by play here to just yeah. I mean I just, like yeah, they're trying to run it a little bit more, but like they're they're well, still at that point, trying passes. I don't know. At this level, something think, changed. But at this level, you play to win the game, like Herm Edwards said. But you don't go out there and just lay down and just say, okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna compete anymore. You know, they're just not gonna do that. I don't I don't really necessarily buy into that. But I will say that uh, you, you do change your game plan when you're up by that many points. So you don't go for the big ran- play anymore, I think no, is the thing. No, because you're trying to waste and that's, clock. 
and that's what worked for them in the first half was the big granted a few a couple of them were runs right these big long runs but yes they're still passing the ball and things like that but they're not going to take the downfield shots that they would in the first half when they were trying to score and i think that's what i mean by taking their foot off the gas was by being super aggressive in the first half they were able to score 35 points by being more conservative even if they were still occasionally airing the ball out because again this was a top five pass heavy offense they're going to throw the ball they don't know how not to but by not going down the field with these throws, they end up being a lot less successful, and that allows Tech to get back in this game. I hear you on that. It's just when you're up by 28 points, I, re- I mean, it really bears credence that Tech didn't make adjustments because you can't just well, – if Western Kentucky it, did it 15 minutes earlier, they can do it right after the half. So obviously adjustments were made, but what? Were, yeah. why couldn't that have happened in the first half, you know? Like, yeah. well, not that much why are we not? Last. Why are we st- – <laughs> Why are we starting so slowly in every fucking game on both sides of the ball? Like we have tape, right? We're watching tape. We're making a game plan. Why in three of the last four games have our first or second play from scrimmage been a pass to fucking Ryan Rivera, the blocking tight end? Like, why is that? Why is that's that our losing. scripted drive yeah, to fucking throw football. to this? What to throw to this guy who who has proven he's not going to catch the ball? Yeah, right. Like that's, that's he's wide open football. for like a four yard gain on second and on second and six, the second play of the game, and we throw this guy the ball. It's like, dude, we have Cyrus Allen and Smoke Harris. What are we doing? Scheme ways for them to get open, dude. Like it's so frustrating to watch this fucking Big offense. Big time. When like. And I'm, I'm telling you, I don't have the play-by-plays for all these games in front of me, but it's happened at least three times so far this season, including Absolutely. the SMU game I was at, the Nebraska game I was at, and this game last week. So, like, why? And it pisses you it, off because you're like, man, if we make, if we're not so anemic on offense out of the gate, maybe you do compete harder and possibly beat a Nebraska, not an SMU, but a Nebraska or a WKU. Yeah. Well, I mean. From how we played in the second half, we should have won this fucking game, dude. Like, yeah, and agree. Nathan, I hear what you're saying about them not going long plays. Those three long touchdowns we mentioned were short ass plays. It was a five yard pass to the boundary where he broke a tackle for seventy yards. It was a it was a quick out route, a five yard route that he broke three tackles on for a touchdown. So, like, what happened at halftime that made us tackle Malachi Corley? Like, that's my question. Why are yeah. we not tackling fucking Malachi Corley in the first half? Why are we giving? Why are we spotting Western Kentucky a twenty-eight point lead yeah. when, like, we're good enough to shut them down in the second half? And yeah, sure, Bruce. they took their foot off the gas a little bit, but like, they did not score a fucking point, and they did no. not. They did not. They had one first down outside of that penalty on that punt. So like, they got one first down early in the third quarter, and then nothing the rest and of the game. And that's what I'm saying. Like, when Tech eventually makes it a fourteen to thirty-five game, WKU's not the, no coach. At any level, is going to be like, well, I guess we can still just stick to the short passes and the whatever the fuck, so we can just drain some clock. I don't buy that. So I, I buy I'm not, into again. The I'm not fact saying that, this is a conscious choice that they're taking their foot off the gas. Well, I don't think no, they're this, they're thinking I'm just going to let them catch up. I think that you get I, more conservative with play calls. Also, since you mentioned sure. the 14 point. Uh, the score to make it 35 to 14. Those first three passes were all to Ryan Rivera for 15 yards, eight yards, 18 <laughs> yards. Okay. <laughs> and then Kyle Maxwell again, catches the touchdown. Like Historically speaking, yes. that's not been the case. Historically speaking, we haven't been able to complete the ball to anybody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. the, the thing with him. this game is I have le- less questions about the defense. I have an excuse for the defense. I may not be ironclad, but the excuse for the defense 
is that Western Kentucky, so, when they were firing on all cylinders in the first half, they were very good. In the second half, they stopped firing on all cylinders, either because they knew what the score was, because there's a scoreboard in the stadium, or they just kind of lost their magic and and started falling apart very quickly. Heck, but the offense is yes. where I have the question. Fundamentally, fund, and I'm not trying to harp on your statement about the gas, saying that, you know, trying to malign you here. I'm just saying that how do you become how do you go from being a fundamentally dog shit football team <laughs> for two quarters to all of a sudden being a fundamentally sound football team after yeah. only a 15 yeah. minute break in which you don't discuss the coaches aren't going in there and giving them the juice out of Space Jam, fellas. They're not doing <laughs> that kind of shit. They're not injecting them with anabolics. They're just saying, all right, guys, shower up, take a piss. We're going to go back out there because they come back out before the 15 minutes is up. So how do yeah. you go from being so bad for the first two quarters to being a competitive football team with well, quite literally no massive ma- major adjustments made inside the locker room. Like what happens? Why are we starting this off has so happened, slow? This has happened multiple times too. Look at the FIU game to start the season, right? We spot them 14 points and, and then they score their 17th point before halftime. And then we completely shut them down. Exactly. Like midway through the second quarter, they did not do shit the rest of the game. And so that wasn't even a halftime adjustment. That's just the team woke up. I get like, well, here's, what is, here's what is another the thing. problem with the coaching staff on, on both sides of the ball, right? So Sonny Cumbie and Scott Power, that's like they need time to like settle in. And, and the other team's like, all right, sure, we'll take two touchdowns in the first quarter. Like, why not? Three in the case of Western, right? Like, right. And then, it's, then it's, okay, now we're ready to play, but we're in a twenty-one to nothing or twenty-one to right, seven hole, and that's it, it's, dumb. <laughs> it's so frustrating because it's like I think th- I think we are an okay football team, but we keep doing this shit, and it's who, so hard to watch. Who is our best player on offense? Smoke Harris, Tyree Shelton. Well, Tyree, Tyree Shelton right? had the first touchdown drive, which was our only touchdown of the first half. Elite, Smoke Harris touched the ball. Smoke Harris touched the ball three times in the first half and eight times in the second half. <laughs> I think that's the I difference. I don't, I don't think would five carries. I think that's a difference. Okay, let's say a difference yeah. because I don't think that that Maybe. alone gets you back in this game. Well, he's, but but he's a home, you have he's to get your playmakers involved. Yeah, and we needed a home run in the second half. Absolutely. We needed a home run we before needed, we were down thirty-five to seven. I, I needed two thousand three Barry Bonds, man. That's what we needed. I needed juiced up Barry. Instead, I got fucking fucking Gilberg. I don't know what the fuck I got. It was terrible. But it's boiling. It's boiling. It's just boiling over. Go ahead. Yeah, my, my confusion about this team, and we've harped on play calling all year long. Uh, we've harped on what are we doing all, on offense. But that first drive, like you said, Evan, four runs and an incomplete pass for a touchdown is how that one goes. The next drive, we come out and go pass, 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 sack, so pass, 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 and then finally we start running the ball. And that's when we actually get into trouble, get stopped for a third and or a fourth and one. And then we pass and turn the ball over. It feels like we don't know when to call the right plays. Like this is the running the ball on third and 15 issue. And it's not that specific thing specifically. It's not like that is the overall issue is running the ball on third and 15. The issue is not understanding when to call what play. And Which is it, a bit of yeah. a fucking problem when you're an FBS <laughs> fucking school. Yeah. And you're a goddamn motherfucking coach coming from an air raid offense. At flourish can, at can Texas we just Tech, like, did very well at TCU. So what the fuck is Humby's problem? Can we just Why banish we that word? Screens? Like I'm, I'm so air tired raid? of because it's not an air raid offense. 
It's I'm not. so tired of every week watching the fucking announcers be like this vaunted air raid, and it's like, and it's not, bro. Look, look at our stats this year. Like, it's more like <laughs> we're seventy third in passing. We're seventy third yeah. in passing. Like, like don't call us an air raid, man. And then and like eighty sixth in passing efficiency, right? Like we're not we're not an air raid, and but that kinda, it's so but funny that- to watch the announcers like midway through the second quarter be like oh this air raid isn't really airing it out much tonight and it's like yeah it hasn't all fucking season man <laughs> so a couple things there you you have to have you have to have the right quarterback to do that and mm. i'll get to that in a second because i mentioned uh, it earlier yeah and two yeah. and two you have to call fucking air raid plays a fucking bubble screen and running the ball on third and 15 is an air raid but you do have to have a good play caller out there execute an air raid well, offense yeah. And well, what's you going can't, on here, guys? Is Jack is is Hank healthy? Is he just is he just not that dude? He's he's so suited up. The belief is that he was healthy in the second half. I I forget where I saw of that exactly game. of this game. Okay. The I mean the official line has been like he's available if necessary because sure. like they don't know if he can take a hit or whatever. But like. Sure. But I'm just curious to see is, if he's going to Is play he the next your game. fucking guy is he, or is he not your guy? Right? Like, and man, that explicit tag's doing a lot of work this week for me. But, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, Hank, is he really, Hank, though, you know, like he, Hank Bachmeyer, I mean, he hasn't played in so long, even, I forgot how good or bad he was. <laughs> yeah. Even if he's not, even if he's not the guy, though, to me, he's got like, experience. To me, he's better than Jack Turner has been. Yes. And then the problem with not playing the quote unquote one of the most sought after QB transfers from this last year, you think we're going to get a transfer quarterback ever again if he's getting benched for a guy? Jack Turner. Jack Turner started one game in high school and he started one game at the uh, JUCO Navarro. level. Yeah, and now he's and now he's started three consecutive games for Louisiana Tech and FBS program. Yeah. So I, that leads me to now, believe that he is just, he's legitimately, he's, Hank is legitimately hurt. Well, the Sonny Cumbie quote after the game, taken yeah. from the same press conference as the one that we mentioned earlier, where he got some some heat for. Um, yeah. on, he was asked about his decision to stick with Jack Turner at quarterback tonight and who the starting quarterback will be Tuesday. Uh, he says, at the end of the day, we have to expedite winning. Whoever gives us the best chance will play it. See, now that that's a fuck that's terrifying, man. Like Jack Turner... Someone, Someone said <laughs> Jack Turner had a 14.8 QBR in this game, by the way, a 14.8. Yeah, so it was terrible. And we'll get to that stat line here in a sec. I just want to say that. This is also another quote what? to actually give you a better one before yes. you go into that. We, yes. Another quote from Kami on the same question. We got to get back on the horse and start riding. If Jack is the best guy to do it, then it will be Jack. If it is Hank, then it will be Hank. But that's just kind of like fucking contradictory bullshit. Like I, it's I coach speak, but. Yeah, it is coach speak, but it's bullshit. You just be that, that sucks, I mean, man. Like I would not want to hear my coach say that. That's also, just stupid. I mean, if we're looking at if we're looking at the two years of data that we have on Cumby so far, he picked Matthew Downing coming out of camp last year. Uh, and that was a bad decision. That was then, a bad decision. And then when when Parker got hurt in the uh, Rice game, the homecoming game, he went back to Downing, and Downing, to his credit, had probably the best throw he's ever made in his great. life. But like it was very clear when Liddy came in the game that he was way better than Downing. Yeah, you know, and Glad Downing made a recovery. Like, he's he's playing somewhere uh, in the FCS levels, I think. So good, good on him. Man. But like, but is like, Cumbie, what is happening? Yeah, can he like, even recognize talent? So he brings in Bachmeyer 
to be the guy. And then half halfway through fall camp and all through spring camp, the guys are splitting reps as the first team quarterback. And it's like, okay, man, make a call and give the guy, whoever the guy is, give him the reps so that he gets the, you know, the, the camaraderie and the chemistry with the wide receiver core and the offensive line and all this stuff. But like, he wouldn't name a starter, man. And it's like, and, and yeah. Bachmeyer this season has not been like amazing, right? Better than Turner. But better than Turner had Turner. a good game at Nebraska when Nebraska rushed three the entire game. <laughs> um, yes. But Turner has not looked good the last two weeks when apparently Bachmeyer's been available. So I'm just like, I don't know, man. I, like, I'm getting tired of just even watching this shit, to be honest with you. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what am I watching for if you don't even know who the best who needs to be the quarterback? And he was and that and that's so mind blowing because Cumby was a quarterback. He was a quarterback coach. He's been a quarterback coach. He's an OC. It's so frustrating because it feels like he doesn't know how to pick a competent fucking quarterback to lead the offense. And he doesn't know how to call the plays to lead the offense. (laughs) So it's like, what the fuck are we doing, man? And I want to get off all this. Hyper yeah, it's, it's super it's negative. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just like negative. it's been boiling over. We haven't really listen, kicked off on it this hard. It, yeah, I mean, this is probably the most negative we've ever all been <laughs> on yeah. this show. Yeah. And you know, the comeback is is good, and, and it's like, yes, yeah. this team this team has the potential to be okay and to to play. And Western's supposed to win our conference, right? So, like, maybe they won't. Maybe Liberty will win, or maybe well, Jacksonville State's not eligible anyway. Whatever. Like Western's supposed to win the conference and we shut them the fuck down in the second half and our offense got clicking a little bit and Jack's last throw was horrible and I'm sure he wants it back, but he played pretty well in the second half and let a comeback, right? But like, I'm tired of being down 35 to seven because we don't know what the fuck we're doing, right? Like everyone across the board, we don't know how to tackle. We don't know how to call defense against Malachi Corley. He gets 200 yards in the first half. We don't know how to we don't know how to call offensive plays, right? Even the scripted plays are like, what? Like that's the that's the play that, that we called? And that's and that's not strategy. It's not no no coach in the world in history's been like, okay, let's we got them right where we want them. We're going to spot them 35 points. It's right. it's just ineptitude and it makes you pissed that we wouldn't be yeah. this angry. We wouldn't be this angry if Tech got blanked 55 yeah. to 7. We'd be if sad. If it was yeah. But it wouldn't be yeah, mad. if it was like fifty-two to ten, we'd be like, we'd be like, yeah, Western's a better team. We suck right now. Yeah. Like, Instead, whatever. Like, but like, we've seen yeah. halves, right? We've seen halves yeah. of like good football from this team. We've seen the first, like the first Nebraska half, at least defensively, was pretty good, right? Yes. And then we got we got ground down. But the second half against FIU was a complete domination from the defense, and it's like, yeah, I, I can't say it en- enough it's times. Crazy. Like, it's a crazy. Why thing. can't we just be okay and then great in one half? Like it has to be like we are the worst team I've ever watched play in a tech <laughs> uniform for one half of football, and then and then we're great Pretty the second okay half. Team. Yeah, yeah, twenty-one so, nothing outscoring Western Kentucky in the second half, and I, I don't know what we outgained them, but it was several hundred to seventy. Right, it was probably over two hundred yards to seventy so, yards in the second half. So the worst thing about all this before we finally move on. The worst thing about all this is I don't think that there's a clear answer. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think no, it's as simple. I don't know. As, I don't think it's as simple as oh, you know what? Let's just do what we do at the at the start of the second half in the beginning. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't think it's that. I don't think yeah. it's that easy. It's just, 
I, it's just a weird, weird thing. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know what else. I don't know how you save this season. I don't know. Well, we're three and four. Do. Luckily, we play teams that aren't as good as Western Kentucky, but like we've also played terribly against terrible teams like FIU, so and and North Texas. Well, Tech Tech has played Tech has played against one FCS school so far, Northwestern, and they baked them into oblivion. And I'm not saying that Sam Houston and Jacksonville State are on that same low level. Uh, Jacksonville Jacksonville State's five and one. Are they six and one now? They they beat Middle last Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, so they're five and one. So we'll talk about this, that game in a second, but they're off to the super hot start. They're one game away from being bowl eligible. Their first FBS season. And I remember Kurt Armstrong told me, "You guys need to watch out for Jacksonville State." Uh, I keep yeah. I keep tabs on them because I'm a graduate, and you know they're they're not a half bad football team. And I mean, I don't think their schedule is very good. I haven't really peeked at it. They beat UTEP and MTSU, who are both terrible, terrible football teams. We got five games left. Yeah. So. Got to win three of the five if we want to be bowl eligible. And I'd be happy with just getting a five and seven at this point to show some modicum of improvement. Yeah. At this point, honestly, it fe- honestly, it feels like ending the season. We have five games left. Ending the season. zero and five is possible, but also ending it like four and one is possible somehow. Right. And it's like, Fun. how do I feel like that after <laughs> watching more than half of the season? Right. Like, shouldn't yeah, I know what this team is? Of, yeah. And instead, uh, all right, so, let's, all right, so, let's wrap this game up. Let's wrap, let's this wrap game it up, up. And I'm going to force you to be slightly nice because each, everyone here is going to have to pick a player of the game and you can't be sarcastic and pick someone who was bad. So uh, Evan, let's start, pick a player of the game and then kind of give your closing thoughts. And if you can say something nice about this team, you should say something nice about this team. I'll be like uh, a second grade teacher right now and force some positivity in this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll go Tyree Shelton, uh, 21 carries for 118 yards. That's 5.6 a pop, two touchdowns. Dude's good, man. Um, I hope he can stay healthy, and I hope that uh, that we can continue, you know, running the football with him because he's got a shiftiness to him that I wasn't really expecting, and we haven't seen in a while. So, you know, good on Tyree Shelton for like becoming the the feature back here. And that that's my final thought. I mean, I've already said everything I need to say. For me, it, it's got to be smoke. He had eleven receptions, one hundred and seventeen yards. He averaged about eleven yards. Well, ten and a half yeah. yards of reception. He had no touchdowns, but I mean, still he was a text leading receiver by far. So uh, it smokes my pick. And then, as far as the closing thought, if you want any sort of level of positivity, the trope of after a loss saying, "Oh, there is a good team in there," and people just kind of laughing you off. There's obviously a, an averagely okay football team <laughs> here. There's a six and six they, team in this room. There is. There absolutely yeah. is because yeah. if you have a good quarterback changes everything. If you have a good enough quarterback and you've got Cyrus and smoke and a pretty loaded backfield, that should be all you need. I'm not saying it's going to be Carlos and Trent, but you'd oh. be a hell of a lot. My better. God, how, f- how fun was it to watch football back then? Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well, it hasn't Ugh. been good in a while, but as far my closing thought, trying to be at least a little positive is <laughs> this is kind of ton in cheek. Positivity is, we're one good quarterback away from being a pretty damn good football team, in my opinion. Unfortunately, that does us no good at this point in the season. And, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I said I was going to force some positivity here, and so I may reopen a can of worms, but I don't think we're one quarterback away. I think we're one good play caller away. Um, well, you need with to get my, a quarterback. Jack fucking sucks. I think that we could wait. I think we could get to six and six, seven and five with Jack Turner at quarterback if we changed a lot of other things about how this team is ran. 
But for my player of the game, I want to go to the defensive side. Yes, they allowed 35 points, but you don't pitch a shutout in the second half without at least having some good play. And I'll just pick Jess Lord Boateng. He has a PFF score in the 70s, which is nice. It's 70.9, so barely gets in the 70s. But it's, again, sounds like I'm not being as positive as I tried to make y'all be. He has the lone tackle for loss on the night for the Bulldogs. Oh, the lone <laughs> tackle for loss. Wow, what a great accomplishment. <laughs> Every tackle for loss is by this guy. I guess, man. I guess. And, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> How much more of this? I think about Ricky Bobby's kids on the side of the road with their grandmother whenever they tossed her the hair dryer in the tub. The kids looked up at her and said, how much more? The And seriously, how much more? And that's yeah. actually why I'm kind of happy these games are on weekdays and not weekends. It's, I can enjoy the rest of my Saturday and not have to, actually, to, uh, to yeah, watch I, this. It was kind of nice. A, I, mean, I, watched a lot yeah. of, I watched a lot of non-anxiety field football on Saturday. It was really nice. Yeah, this coming Saturday, Courtney and I are going to a drunken corn maze. It's going to be a lot of fun. Things that we won't be able to do if Tech played on Saturdays in October. I am just going to spend time with my child and my wife and maybe listen to some of these albums I bought, clean my vinyl player. you didn't get enough uh, drunken corn maze when we were in Nebraska? No, you didn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was 10 out of 10. No notes. Um Yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to this Middle Tennessee game. This will happen tomorrow on Tuesday. Uh, We record this on Sunday, but this will come out on Monday. So quick turnaround here. So that's why we're doubling up on this episode and not doing separate ones. That's three football games in 10 days, I think. Am I off on that? I think it's 11 days. Three games in 11 days, Matt. Is there a song for Tuesday night football? Is that a thing? Are you ready for some middle of the fucking week, useless fucking (laughs) stupid saturated football? Capitalism! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what was the band that y'all did like y'all formed a little band at one point oh, orange sunshine a little band yeah a little yeah. band fuck you pal <laughs> we were uh we were yeah. a big fucking deal i'm yeah. just saying let's reform y'all's big fucking deal and uh <laughs> yeah. make the theme song for tuesday night football by the way we have one day to make this happen um so <laughs> we got, we got God. A, a couple weeks after that we got a buy and then another tuesday game so Oh, yeah, that's true. Got to hire um, a didgeridoo player. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, just to kind of get into this matchup. Hey, I have a didgeridoo sitting eight feet away from me right now. should be able to grab it if it's laying horizontally. Yeah, actually, that's it. Play it right now. And then you're going to record I, I the mean, theme song to Tuesday Night Football right now on air. I don't know if the didgeridoo sound will come across on the thing, but I'm going to try. Hold on. I'm a little constipated, so if you could hit the brown note, that'd be super <laughs> Matt's recording from the right. toilet this evening. I have not yes, played I this am. didgeridoo in probably eight years, but here we go. <laughs> what the fuck? There you go. Could y'all hear that? Did yeah. Hear? Yeah. Right, that was awesome. <laughs> Discord didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> Craig said, WTF, mate. <laughs> Catherine is also probably downstairs thinking the same exact thing. So my husband is so my husband is so depressed after another tech embarrassment that he's broken out the didgeridoo. Someone called nine. Maybe that should be the tradition. Every time we blow a comeback, you have to play the didgeridoo. Gotta blow something. Oh man. Uh, speaking of blowing, uh, oh, Middle Tennessee no, also sucks this no. year. Um, <laughs> Um, (laughs) that's that's out of pocket Uh, (sighs) alright anyone want to do a real transition or are we sticking with that one (laughs) well 
they are not good. I'll tell you. I, I'll give you that. They are a very bad football team. I think they got one victory on the season. They do, and it's over an FCS program in Murray State. This game, though, will also be Tuesday, 5 p.m. Central Time in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, or broadcast on five, the CBS Sports Network. 5 p. No, 5 p.m.? No way. Oh, you're right. right. It is six. It's six. It's six. Okay. I was like, God. At 6 p.m. Central in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> I was doing Tuesday. It was, I Eastern was doing North. the conversion from Eastern to Central and nice. did it too much. I know who's going to do Tuesday late afternoon <laughs> football. Who's that? It's going to be Big Smo. Big Smo. It's going to be my boy, Big Smo. And he's oh, got all man. the hoes. Man. So shout, Big out, shout out Big Smo. Because they're not Actually, otherwise occupied on Tuesday afternoon. They're not. The club going up on a Tuesday. I'm going to listen to the shit out of that while Texas is about 50. <laughs> Wait, that's actually, we already had the theme song to Tuesday Night Football. There we go. There we go. Club uh, going up on Tuesday. Tech's going to lose. I'm fucking depressed. This is hilarious. <laughs> so, as we said, MTSU 1-5 and five on the year. Um, their only win over an FCS team, but they've had some close losses, um, mainly to Missouri and uh, Colorado State. So, two teams that are, you know, should be theoretically way better than uh than middle tennessee but they put up a good fight and two weeks ago they did lose to western 31 to 10 and then last week they blew a 23 7 lead to lose 45 to 30 against jacksonville state so it has not been a good season for middle tennessee if we're down by multiple scores again at halftime They've shown that we could come <laughs> we back in the second it. half this week hey we got them right where we want them if that's yeah, the case that's- <laughs> Yeah, all time though the Bulldogs are five and two against the Blue Raiders. Last year, Middle Tennessee was one of Tech's three wins on the year, and the time before that, Evan will remember, was a four point road loss by Tech in 2016. Twenty seven to seven, we lost thirty eight to thirty four, and we had the ball uh, with like a minute left and four I tries heard. to get in the end zone. Yes, we did not get in the end zone, and Catherine had to see me be really mad for the first time at a Louisiana Tech uh, event. Long-suffering yeah. woman like Edith and Archie. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, statistically, Middle Tennessee, you know, their offense is sort of fine. It's 67th overall. They're, they like to pass the ball more than they like to run it. They're 38th in passing offense with 271 yards per game and 101st in rushing um, the ball at 124 yards per game. So, um, you know, but- that... That bodes well for Tech because our pass defense is a lot better than our run defense. So Yeah, but they actually end up struggling to get points on the board. Like you said, they're, what, 67th at yards per game? If you take out the FCS games, they're 73rd. About the same. But points per game, excluding FCS games, they're 116th. Um, So that's that's bottom 15-ish. So they can move the ball. They just can't put the points up on the board has been kind of the moral of their story so far this year. And points are what you use to win football games. Yes. Are they? That is true. I thought, I thought like moral victories were what we use. It's moral victories. And apparently I, I always thought that second half points count for double. Cause it's like a double jeopardy kind of thing. Yeah. yeah but yeah. Uh, apparently they don't, which is what we had based our whole offensive philosophy on. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, what can you tell me about their defense? Yeah. Well, their defense gives up a lot of points to kind of start there. They don't give up a lot of yards. The middle of the pack there, again, the data I'm looking at excludes FCS games, but 394 yards allowed per game, that's 75th in the country. So, you know, just below middle of the pack, but points per game allowed 37.2 is 118th. So that's 13-ish worst in the country. 
The run defense seemed to be pretty good. Uh, they're allowing 132.6 yards per game. That's 50th, 3.7 yards per rush. That's 45th. You know, not world beating, but I mean, they played teams like Alabama or they played two SEC schools, Alabama and Missouri. So props yeah. to them for for keeping those stats down pretty low. Uh, their passing defense looks a little bit better than what we've seen from other teams that we've played in conference play. Um, allowing a completion percentage of 64%. I mean, that's 90th best in college football, but most of the teams we've played so far this year in, in CUSA rank somewhere in the 100, 110s. But the real key on this team, and somewhere that I spent the majority of my post on Bleed Tech Blue with the stat attack on this week, is turnovers. Uh, that's something that they struggle both sides of the ball. They give the ball away 2.2 times per game. That's uh, 120th in the country, so... There are only 12 or 11 more teams that give the ball in more often. On defense, they only take the ball away 0.6 times per game. That's 119th, so 12th worst in college football. So they they give the ball away a lot. They don't take it away a lot. So they end up with the third worst turnover margin in FBS football. Huh. Hmm. So they fucking suck. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it seems like they're they're not great <laughs> across the board the start, here. Uh, won't bode well for the postgame pod. We do after losing to them inexplicably. Yeah. Next time, instead of us like trying to yell over each other, what if we just all mute each other and just yell into the microphones at the same time? And we'll figure it out later. We call it art. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's jump into the predictions for this game because this is a long episode already. Yeah. And even after everything that is insane gets taken out, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> want to cut this one down a little bit more. Uh, yeah, to go through the polls and things like that, Massey gives Tech a 41% chance to win this game, 30-27 to 27 victory predicted for Middle Tennessee. Uh, ESPN FPI gives Tech a 48.1% chance to win this game. And right now, it's actually updated since I created this, these notes this morning, uh, Middle Tennessee is favored by three by Vegas, or specifically That's the nice, Caesar man. Sportsbook, with an over-under of 54.5%. Um, so that's still about a 29-ish to 26-ish victory predicted for the Blue Raiders. I cannot believe that they think that we're going to fucking, that we're, we're the underdogs in this. That's nuts. I mean, we all picked us to lose this game because we're on five days of rest and have and to travel. Six. They're on six, but they they're at home too. So, yeah. like, so like our team, our team played a game on Thursday night. Their team played Wednesday night. So we're already a day behind. And then our team has to fly up on Monday. So like we we basically right. had two days to practice Saturday and Sunday because Friday That's you got to right. figure it's a it's a recovery day. So are you legally I mean, allowed to practice on Sundays in Lincoln Parish? <laughs> who knows? Huh. They might they might cover the practice fields with those little things from the grocery stores that they make you not be able to buy beer on Sundays. I don't know what those are called. Little curtains, I guess. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Either that or that may explain why we want the indoor practice facility so bad. Ah. Anyway, so that's Massey and ESPN FP, or actually, I guess that's all of them. So, yeah, let's go ahead and go to our predictions here. Uh, Matt, you sound kind of flummoxed as to why everyone's predicting Tech to lose. Do you think Tech will win this one? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think healthy. I know that we don't know anything about who's going to start or whatever, but if Hank's healthy, and given the state of affairs and back against the wall, you got to start winning some football games to even sniff ball eligibility. I think Hank will make a comeback, and he's very well rested, and he's the most important position on the field. So, I'll take Tech winning, and I'll I'll say they win twenty-seven to thirteen. 
Hmm. What do you think, Evan? Some turnovers are going to help us. I mean, ooh, I don't know, man. Like, middle's bad. It's so hard to say, like, the team that we've seen the last couple weeks has been, like, bad at times, but okay and downright good at other times. So it's hard to say that, like, a very bad team is going to beat us. But then you take into account the, you know, the rest thing and the travel thing and the weird midweek games and, like, I picked us to lose this game at the outset of the season, and oh, man, we have not shown that we will come out and not spot a team a big lead. I mean, I guess technically UTEP we did, and that was on yeah. the road. I don't fucking know, man. I'm just talking <laughs> in circles. I have no idea what's going to happen in this game because we might come out and we might carry on that momentum from the second half of Western against a worse opponent, like a way worse opponent in middle Tennessee. And so we might jump out to a 21, nothing lead kind of like we did out in, uh, out in El Paso, but with the weird week and like, you know, just the fact that we have started so many games slow, I'm going to say we end up losing like 28 to 25 or something like that. We miss a field goal at the end to tie it and, uh, middle wins and pretty much all of our bowl hopes are gone. Yeah. It's not going to be that close. Middle's going to win by 21 points. Oh, lit. Wow. Tech digs a giant hole in the first half. Remember this team, this middle Tennessee team, granted they blew that 23, seven halftime lead to Jacksonville state, but they still were able to score 23 on Jacksonville state, which is seen to be a better team than tech has been so far this year. Uh, you, you take that, you take the fact that they just blew that first half lead. They'll go up big again this first half, but this time, have that so close in their minds thinking we just blew a big lead. We cannot take our foot off the gas to wrap this back around to the front half of this show. And they end up, you know, just keeping that lead steady, even though tech makes a little bit of a dent in it. And yeah, I think that they win something like 42 to 21. (laughs) That would be very bad. If by bad, you mean hilarious, then I'd agree. Yes. Very bad. (laughs) I've started <laughs> laughing a lot while watching tech games. Like just whenever the bad thing well. happens, I just start laughing. Yeah. Might as well. That's tech's a defense mechanism for, I picked up after being a Saints fan my entire life. Tech's been bad for several years, and this could be another sub five hundred season, which is depressing. It's statistically most likely to be a less than five hundred season <laughs> right now. Um, of course. I think it's like a thirty one, thirty two percent chance to be six and six at the end of the but year right now. Any chance they have of becoming a bowl eligible team starts this t- it starts on Tuesday. Yeah, this is it, guys. Like if they if they lose, you're right. It's 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 over. Yeah, and to keep it in the realm of football for the tweet of the week, uh, just to wrap things up here, Evan, what's this week's tweet of the week? Yeah, so uh, this week's tweet of the week goes to Roger Sherman. He's kind of a national um, college football podcaster, blogger, writer, um, and currently he is spending the entire 2023 season on a college football road trip. So he's going to as many games as he possibly can. And he was at the Joe, one of the 12 people who was there. Uh, We didn't talk about that, but um, we didn't need to. Yeah. One of the very few people who was there in person. And he had tweeted that he did not leave at 35, seven, even though he was driving to another game. Um, So he said, let's go Louisiana tech. Then he said, why did I tweet? And then he said, I am so depressed about a team. I'm not even a fan of after Jack Turner's interception. So that is your tweet of the week. Um, really got the whole Louisiana Tech fan experience there in one small outing. Also, shout out to shout out to Malachi Corley for giving. Did y'all see this? The yeah, 
the guy in the tech student section his like oxygen can so he could take a hit of it. <laughs> um, and then Clay Easley, who was the guy that took the the hit of the oxygen can, said, "I just needed some fresh air." So that's pretty funny yeah, too. That There's that some funny, funny stuff yeah. from being on ESPN, um, getting getting our doors blown off, and then almost coming back. So. I guess the exposure thing is good. Whatever. That about wraps it up for this episode of the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our Instagram or threads, uh, gtpdd.dog, which is also the website of our blog, gtpdd.dog, where you can uh, do this week's contest, um, which I'll tweet out the results today. I skipped a week on the results, but don't worry, they'll all be counted. Um, Or you can go to the shop. The merch of the month for October is a blonde bomber shirt featuring a B-52 with Terry Bradshaw hair. It's stupid. And that's the end of my sentence. GTPDD.dog slash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die. A chat gt i want an ai gtpdd podcast chat gtpdd oh, oh God. man we're gonna uh, come on <laughs> 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 oh man okay all right so